There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for joining us this Wednesday afternoon, hour two. Lori and Julie on MyTalk 1071, streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. And we're talking MyTalk's Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. And we are joined this hour by a very special guest from Minneapolis Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota. Hi, Heidi. Here she is. Hi, Heidi. Hi, ladies. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Good. So for people who are just joining us, we have been um, raising money for the MyTalk 1071 Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund in a partnership with the um, Neighborhood Development Center. And we have asked our partners to help us get towards our $40,000 goal. And you guys at the Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota stepped up. And today you're one of our matching partners. And um, thank you for doing this. And Heidi, well, thank you for spearheading the, the project because it's it's really great work, and we're really excited to be part of it. Oh, Lori and I work so hard. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> we we do nothing but talk about it. We have, you know what? Thank you for saying that because we have so many people behind the scenes that have been working so hard putting this together, and we want to thank you. Why, Heidi, was this important for you to be a part of this? Well, not everybody knows this, but AERC actually started out in Frogtown. We had a clinic on um, Ryson University uh, several decades ago because we're now 40 years old. And um, we had another one at Marion University for a time. And so we've been supporting community pets in that area uh, for three decades before we moved. So um, that's really part of our history. And um we're we're a locally owned business just like these businesses that this project is supporting and so we're really um we want to help because we really feel like the community would provide us with support if we needed it so we want to we want to pay it forward that's so cool and that is that is the truth i didn't know you guys were over there so when we say a e r c it's the animal emergency and referral center minnesota heidi did you you know are you a vet, are you a veterinarian are you the business owner no, I'm the chief marketing officer. Awesome. We have about um, 45 owners. We're owned by uh, veterinarians all across the Twin Cities metro. You are. I didn't know that. So yeah. how has how has this been going for you guys? Because we ha- had you know the COVID going on for so long. And what, an, what is animal emergency? It's I a mean, hospital. Right? Well, but I mean, I I, right. I don't know that people Heidi, know that. Tell us. Yeah. So we um we. Our 24-7 emergency and specialty hospitals. So 
We will see um, emergencies if your family vet um, can't get you into their schedule or, of course, when your dog gets hit at 2 in the morning, which, you know, emergencies always happen in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and on the weekends. Okay. So we're always there. We never close. And then we also have uh, uh, a bunch of board-certified specialists. So a lot of people aren't aware that um, there are cardiologists for pets. There are surgeons for pets. There are dermatologists for pets. And um, we have about... 13 different specialists um, who are seeing referral cases from family vets all over the metro. Unreal. Heidi, have you had many pets with COVID? Uh, we haven't had any. There's actually only been one in the state of Minnesota. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Was, was it, it was a cat, cat or... in Carver County that came down with it. A cat? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. No dogs and yet. It, I should be real clear that... Um, there is no proof at all yeah, that animals right. can spread this to people. So we want to make sure that we stress that. Um, yeah. It's almost 100% that these pets are getting it from their owners. And right. then that's kind of a dead-end host. It's not going anywhere after that. Yeah, there has been, I know, I know so. I wish people were dead-end hosts with COVID. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so, you know, um, I know we know so many people who have, adopted dogs during this time adopted or got a you know baby puppy or something during this time have you just seen a huge uptick in new pet owners yeah you know it's really funny um right after the pandemic hit our emergency side of things skyrocketed and we still don't know if it's from people getting new pets or if it's from people being home all the time and they're suddenly noticing things in their pets that they didn't notice before Mm -hmm. um we, it's a mystery to us, but we've been, the emergency side of things has been crazy busy ever since this whole thing started. That's interesting. It's yeah, just, yeah. do you have a lot of pets? I have, I'm down to one dog. Okay. I had two and I had to euthanize uh, a dog oh. in February. <gasps> yep. He was, he was my, my heart dog. So um, he is sorely missed. So we're down to one little terrier scruff muffin named Sally. And uh, she's very important to me as, as most people's pets are. I know my neighbor's pet played tennis with us this morning. She, but little Bella, the the little, um, I don't know what she is, just a little thing, but she kept on going. She came out there. I mean, it's amazing the connection people have with their pets and the comfort that they're getting from their pets. I'm so glad my mom has uh, three dogs because I don't know. I think this whole, these last three months would have been very difficult for her not seeing her friends or being yeah. able to do her thing. You know, she would be, you know, little bit older and uh, yeah so i mean the animals from a lot of people that that their pets are what's getting them through this Mm -hmm. yeah and she does notice like basically though her biggest thing is how do you put a dog on a diet oh well that's that's an excellent question (laughs) and it's one that a lot of people have to ask themselves because we do have uh we do tend to feed our pets out of love and food is love for humans and Mm -hmm. so a lot of pets end up being on the on the heavier end. I was just going to say feed them less because they wouldn't be able to yeah. open the refrigerator. Well, no, I know, but... <laughs> I'm just being dumb, Laura, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, like, my mom has seriously asked me that. How do I put my dog on a oh, diet? No. And I said, I don't know, Give, feed him more carrots? I don't know what to tell her. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, if, if the dog will accept things like carrots or plain green beans, you know, not, no butter or salt or anything mm-hmm. on them as treats, then that's wonderful. Not all dogs will do that. 
but that's a that's a great idea and um and spreading out smaller meals if she's home with the dog yes but um the main thing is just resisting those puppy eyes i think that's the hardest thing for everybody yeah no your aunt Catherine told me about a lot of dogs will like carrots and you can I, give I them carrots that. as a, as a healthy snack, mm-hmm. just yeah. like you can mm-hmm. try and make yourself eat a carrot. I, I really, <laughs> but we have other choices that we're right next to it. So, Heidi, thank you, really thank you, and thank you to the Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota for being one of our matching partners today for $1,500 to support our Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. This is a big darn deal, and we really appreciate your support. Is there? Thank you, ladies. Yeah, and so you guys are twenty four seven. Do how do mm-hmm. people find out about you, and how do people contact you if they need you? If they need us, um, they just call our phone number six five one five zero one thirty seven sixty six, or they can go to our website, which is pretty easy to remember. It's animalemergencymn.com. Like I said, we're never we're never closed. So even if people aren't sure if they have an emergency and they want to give us a call and run it by our team, we're happy to help whenever they need us. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And thank you. Thank you. And have in as far as keeping your dogs cool on a hot day, just lots of water. Oh, yeah. And then making sure not to exercise them heavily during the hottest parts of the day. Okay. Kind of like like people. people Yeah. I mean, lots of people (laughs) will go out and they'll have the dog run along next to them or they'll rollerblade. Uh, We see that around the lakes a lot in the summer and it's very dangerous. And we do see a lot of heat stroke as a result. Oh, I'll never forget once with my dog, I was rollerblading with it and I got just, you got it. So people thinking. were so mad at me and I thought, oh, I just didn't realize it. I mean, this is 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. I'm thinking, but well, yeah, it is people something don't to be aware it. of. Yeah. yeah, it well, is. I think people have become a lot more aware of leaving dogs in hot cars and, and not to do that. But the, the heavy exercising on the hot days, they just can't cool themselves, especially when it's really humid and, um, and it can be just as dangerous. Oh, gosh. This is good information. We're helping people, too. This is an animal PSA. Not only are you giving us money, but it's an animal PSA. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Nice meeting you over the phone. Okay. Listen, we will be right back. We got uh, random thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That is all it is. And happy Apple Strudel Day and World Crocodile Day. In case you're wondering what we're celebrating today, this fine day, which is hump day. Okay, so Lori and I um, were at um, remembering um, A Breath for George last night, the New Dawn Theater's um, collection of artists and musicians in uh, an outdoor screening Mm -hmm. environment last night. And one of the things we wondered about is, and there had been a lot of news on it, and I think it just kind of went past us when everything was going on, is who did the mural? Mural. Mural. Not mural sister, mural. 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 It's like mouth. It's like mouth. Some words are hard for me. It's ERs. And and there had been many stories about it, but neither of us could remember the names of the people who did it or how it came to be. The and one at Cup Foods, yes. that one that and has just been everywhere. four days after um, the um, killing of George Floyd, Zena Goldman, Greta McLean, and Caddox Herrera began painting at 7 a.m. on Thursday morning and completed it by Friday. Wow. And they wanted to give the community a place to mourn. It was devastating, and they hope that their hope was at least something can come from this to reflect on the life of human beings and all the unnecessarily that have been taken away from us. And it's 
this mural has become iconic. It's become global. It's become international. It's been used in many things. And um, MinPost actually did a story about, you know, what should happen to the George Floyd protest art and what's happening. Because the the whole, you know, the, the, the sunflower, the names within the sunflower, George Floyd in the middle, the orange, the blue, the people coming. I mean, the, everything about the design was so it I'm seems like worried it was, these girls aren't going to make money off of all the people that are making, you know, like, I hope they have rights. I know they did it out of a place of just artistic grieving or whatever, but it is truly an amazing image it's mm-hmm. iconic it is it's iconic, iconic. It, it really is and and so um just min post posted a story of what should happen to the protest art and what happens you know to the murals who who should own them who should acquire them how do we collect them how do we show them how do we store them mm-hmm. and to um tomorrow night there is a online symposium called black art in the area of protest and you have to register for this right. and it's being had it's headed up by different people in the community. Robin Robertson is one of them, and she is the chair of the board at the Minnesota Museum of American Art, and um, other people from St. Thomas and some other people who um, from museums are going to be having this discussion. If people want to sign up for this, it's a it's going to be a hot topic. It's topped at five hundred people, um, and these webinars are filling up fast. But it's from six to eight tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. If you want to take place in that discussion, which I think would be really cool. But w- would you think that they that people they get paid a copyright? I don't, know, Lori. I, I don't know, Lori. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know because mm-hmm. um, it should be those artists. And you know, they're just. I don't know, Lori. Because that's the one that's being used everywhere, everywhere. Right. On, on news programs and right. stuff. So I And if anyone knows, please call us. Yeah. I but mean, I, I, mean, I hope so for those three artists because first of all, it was incredible how that they came up with this. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It says so much mm-hmm. in just that that visual thing. So I don't know. I want those ladies to we will, we will find it. out okay. more. All right, we fine. will find out more. We don't know the mm-hmm. answers to that right now. And um, I just want people to know if you have been feeling blue um, for a while, you are not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. Uh, there was a poll that really isn't good news, but it came out. Um, it was an independent poll on the American psyche. And basically... This was before George this Floyd. This is before too. George Floyd. This, this poll was taken. That um, it's conducted annually by the University of Chicago. And it's. Is it the How Happy Are We? Yeah. It says Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. Yeah, I believe. And that. in 19, excuse me, 2018, 1918. This seems like the poll of duh. I know. Yes. It really is. In 2018, 31%. Of people said that they were very happy. We're down to fourteen percent now. Yeah. It's really people have struggled. Um, it, the survey was conducted in late May. It's nearly a half a century of research that's wow. been done by the General Social Survey. It's collected data on American attitudes and behaviors at least every other year since nineteen seventy two. And you, no less than twenty nine percent of Americans have ever called themselves very unhappy in, since the survey has been started. Yeah. So we are really. We're, we are really in tough times. So there's a lot of um, 
People have felt anxious, depressed over long stretches this year. A lot has happened where you register can't. to vote and ha- make sure you've been counted in the census. There you go. Those mm-hmm. are my there. two. Lori, two bits of way uh, to summarize it. Well, not That's the way a, to summarize but it. But no, but, I mean, but it, it really it's real. And if you're surreal. feeling it, you're not alone. With 40 million people unemployed, I mean, there, there's no other answer to that question. I'm surprised it's it's only 50 percent. Um, Australia is unlikely to open their borders to tourists until 2021. Listen, this is going to make everybody reevaluate their tourism plan because Prague, I mean, Prague, Amsterdam, they were feeling like they were being over the tourism thing was becoming too much. So I, I don't know how they reset that, but Berlin is going crazy because the reason why people go to Berlin our, our nightclubs, right. music, so, nightclubs, and they can't, party. Yeah, and party. That's, that's the Louvre has Paris, Amsterdam has this and that, but Berlin has nightclubs. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of travel stuff is going to change. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood, Hollywood's begin. What is the meaning of this? I'm just going to take a wild guess and guess that most of us have never been fired from multiple on-air TV shows after we got caught faking an apology for threatening to end the career of a black woman. Okay, I think that's... Okay, okay. you're safe on that one. Safe yeah. on that yeah. one. So this, that's the Canadian uh, uh, stylist and GMA reporter Jessica Mulroney. Um, two weeks ago, she responded to a, a fellow Canadian blogger it's a small entertainment world in the Canadian world about this this Canadian blogger who just was like, I wish more people were speaking out about right. Black Lives Matter that have influence. And Jessica, in her white, privileged, fragile way, decided, even though this Sasha Canadian blogger wasn't talking to her, she was just an out loud thought, right. as people do on Twitter and Instagram. But when people feel guilty, they react. And this Jessica... Like, mm. fired off a thing, uh, you know, basically threatening Sasha with this, that, and the other thing. And she made a whole, she made it a B about her, and right. it wasn't ever about right. her. So, after she got caught of trying to threaten Sasha for, she would sue her for libel. She was going to make, because this Jessica is influential in that now she's someone who has been moving around in the, Social circle yes. of Toronto because she's married to a former prime minister's son. She was a stylist and friend of Meghan Markle. And then she got two TV gigs, a reality show wedding thing. And then and she then was then a GMA. correspondent on GMA for fashion. So anyway, so anyway, after she inserts herself, makes a fight where there didn't need to be one because she was attacking this woman. Mm-hmm. And then the woman said, hey, I'm exposing you to the world. She loses everything, offers a half ass apology and we said last week, will Meghan Markle still be friends with her? Because in right. my opinion, the person who gets all... Because in her apology, Jessica uh, actually used the defense of, um, you know, why, why would I be racist if one of my best friends is a woman of color? Okay, that's just horrible. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and, and actually named her by name. No, so she drags Meghan Markle into this. It was a terrible apology. And yesterday the word was that Jessica, because she's lost this job, blah, blah, blah. 
she's following people's Insta stories because she feels she could still have influence and could come after people. That was the story yesterday. So today, what's the story? Meghan Markle's friendship with Jessica, who, by the way, three of her kids were in Harry and Meghan's yeah, wedding, was over before the white privilege controversy. Well, what do you think that is? I mean, because they were good. They were friends. I mean, to have someone's kids in your wedding, you're friends. I mean, that is a friendship. That doesn't just happen. And the fact that you need people under the age of seven, you know, because the English don't have bridesmaids like we do here. Right. They're not adults. They're they're like they got to be under double digits. Yeah, but I think I'm just saying, yeah, that, okay. you know, if you're going to have if you need six or seven, I know when I was 27 or even 37, I did not know that many little kids other than my sisters or could have sure. we could have okay. rounded up like I guess we could have rounded up six between sisters. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, it's not like there's an abundance of, sure. But everyone was procreating <laughs> in Lori's family except for Lori. Uh, but there is something to be said that y- you would invite children, even though maybe they're in a circle, to be a part of your wedding. Like that yeah, does right. say something. Yes, it does. It says a close friend. So here's what the source says, is that Megan felt that her friend was benefiting from her position as royal BFF and stylist. And this has now given Megan the excuse she was waiting for to cut her off for good. I'm asking you if you... uh, Believe this. I don't know what the tipping point was, but Jess has been on the outs for some time. Their friendship is not what it was. And how can you have a close friendship when one person is basically making a career out of the friendship? Here's okay. What I think has happened. I think that this Megan is probably very sad about her friendship with I Jessica. think so too. I and, think so too. And I think though that she just realizes I think she's I didn't really know her. Okay. I mean, I didn't really know her. She's got to be really appalled that her friend, who she thought she knew, would behave. But I also so think badly. But I also think if your friends, Lori, and your friend makes a mistake, you guys would have conversations about it, and you would, and you just say, "I made the biggest." I, I to think your Megan has let it be known. I love your direct line to Megan. Yeah, I know. I think she's just <laughs> let it be known that. It's not, we're done for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be, yeah, this is too much. Because it all, there's receipts on all of it. And Jessica behaved, if you go and you see all the stuff. Pages and pages and pages of research. Well, she really attacked this woman and attacked her livelihood, said, I can get you fired. And, and, And Sasha, the Canadian blogger who just said, I wish more people of influence, didn't even name Jessica. Yeah, I know, right? Jessica didn't even... Need to the get in, the story. Don't get involved when you're not be. Don't get offended at general things and then yell at somebody about it and threaten their livelihood. You'll lose a royal girlfriend. There you go. Thank you for summary. <laughs> the summarizing. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that I think she's like, okay. So People Magazine has a new story up on their website. Okay. On Kelly Clarkson's marriage. And it is a little contradictory, you guys. I so, want you to help. Oh, okay. This. To what we've been hearing or just no, this, this story? No, is, this story. Remember, okay. we heard one source. It came out of nowhere. Oh, that the was, divorce. Oh, yeah. That was like mm-hmm. uh They've Monday. been arguing for a couple months. And I'm it, like, well, that's not that long. No, it came out of nowhere. The marriage was so strong. Okay. And then the other source said that Montana and the situation exaggerated everything. The one-room schoolhouse. Got it. 
Okay. So this is all in the same story. Okay. Of course, every split has two breakups, but I just wonder. Um, every split has two breakups or two sides. Two sides. That's what I mean. <laughs> One to breakup, say. two sides. Anyway, and they talked about oh how busy you know Kelly was in the marriage and blah blah blah. Well, I mean, her husband also man- manages Blake Shelton on The Voice. Oh. Anyway, I I just wonder. And then they and also that Kelly's high strength. I think we would have picked up on that years ago. There's something very smell. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.